Hi, my name is Ben Yates, and welcome to episode six of Bed's Blab, an experiment in amateur podcasting in Bedfordshire. This is a series of short interviews where I get to talk to interesting people living and working in the county of Bedfordshire, UK. In this episode, I get to talk to a young social work student who is helping to change the lives of young people in a small learning centre in Bedfordshire. So hi, I'm here in Bedford. It's a sunny April day here in Bedford, uh, but I'm inside and I'm with uh, Lydia Newman. Lydia Newman is a social work student. She's doing a social work BSc and she's currently finishing her second year. She's also on a work placement at Develop Bedford, which is a small learning centre for teenagers. Welcome, uh, Lydia. Thanks for joining Thank us today. You. So, Lydia, the first thing I'd like to know about is why did you choose to be to train to be a, a social worker? I think I've always wanted to be in a role that works with people in the community. I mean, I've grown up with my mum and she's been, you know, the main parent in my household and she's always had caring jobs. So she was a carer within a residential home for people with learning disabilities. And now what she's doing at the minute is she works in a similar role really as to here. She's a tutor, she does some PSD sessions with young people that experience a lot of challenges in various different areas like finances, mental health, all that kind of thing. So a lot of my inspiration came from her. I did want to be a teacher actually when I was younger, but having done research, I found out about social work and what the social work role entails and I just thought yeah that's that's for me and tell me uh, a certain aspect of being a, a social worker what training to be a social worker is placements uh, what are placements what purpose do they serve in, in your qualification so social work in its nature requires you to have good communication skills because you're working with people constantly and you have to adapt to how people react to you and, and what approaches are necessary so being here I have gained first-hand experience of what it's like to work with young people, you know, that potentially need additional support. So, which is something that you don't really learn in the classroom. You can learn all the theory, but here I feel like I've learned so much from just, you know, being able to work directly with people. Right. And so, I mean, placement, it's its mandatory as part of your course, or can you just choose it? Um, do you do, do choose where you go to, or...? It is mandatory, so I have to do 70 days during my second year and 100 days during my third year you do have some say in where you go but largely you're just allocated to where they believe would suit you right and so you you were given this workplace at develop bedford it's a learning center for teenagers when you heard that you were going to be working with teenagers what was that your very first thoughts and ending a learning center what what was your reaction to that would you like my honest response? Well, uh, give it a go. We could edit it if, if it's uh, too honest. Um, I think, well, I'd never worked with young people before. And immediately I just thought this is going to be really challenging because I'm not sure if I have the skills to communicate effectively with young people. You know, I, think, I think it does take quite a skill. But actually, as I've got here, it's really opened my mind. And I would actually be really looking forward to work with young people in the future. Which I guess is a good thing. Right, absolutely. What's been expected of you in this work placement here in Bedfordshire? So I guess mainly I manage like the pastoral side of things. So if learners are having any issues, 
I'm sort of someone that they can go to to talk about it with. And then obviously from that, I have to report any safeguarding concerns, um, just all in the guidelines and guidance. And hopefully from that, plan of action can be put into place to support these young people. The safeguarding reasons, we won't go into all the specific details and individual, individual names, of course. Yeah. But can you tell me what have been like the biggest challenges of your placements? I think with some young people, not all, but some young people are not necessarily willing to accept the support that you are offering, which can be really difficult because if you recognise that a young people could really benefit from a certain service, but they don't really see any point to it, it can be really hard because obviously you have to respect their right to self-determination and what they want to do. But it can be frustrating because if you really think this could massively benefit, massively help out and they don't want it, you do feel as though sometimes you, you come into a bit of a brick wall, which can be really frustrating, but supervisions help with that a lot, I think. What are supervisions? So supervisions are where you meet with a senior manager or even just somebody in your team and you just talk about what sort of workload you've been taking on. Obviously, it's all confidential and how you've been feeling about it, any challenges that you've come across come across and the whole point of a supervision is that they support you and give you some suggestions of how to move forward you know how to manage the emotional you know baggage I suppose that you've brought to a supervision which is it's really good right I I can imagine is this a a very emotionally draining kind of role you've got how do you deal with that Uh, and you said about the supervision helps but on a more personal level as well when you go home after work how do you kind of cope with the things you've heard and the things you've listened to I think it's it's very tough and I'm still learning how to distinguish between my personal life and my professional life and I think that's essentially what you have to do when you're at home You have to recognise, okay, that's at work and that can stay at work until tomorrow. This is about me now, my, you know, relaxing time and what I want to do. But it is tough because things do play on your mind, especially if you're worried about a young person, which when you've built those relationships with them, you do worry. But, you know, for your own sanity, you have to sort of switch off and just recognise that actually you've done your best. You've you've followed the policies and there's, you know, there's not much more you can do until the next day. But it is, it's really tough. And I suppose it's giving you an idea of what it's going to be as a social worker, as an official social worker, yeah. is this still making you think this is the right choice for you or is it make, giving you concerns about what it might might be w- w- harder or more stressful? Yeah, I, th- I think how rewarding um, this sort of work is outweighs, or well, so far for me anyway, I can't say for anybody else, but it outweighs the, you know, the stresses and the pressures that you feel. Because when I, when I see how far a learner has come since, you know, when I started my placement, that, that's amazing for me to see that. But yeah, I'm not going to deny that there, there, you know, there aren't stresses and pressures and you don't feel drained sometimes because you do, of course you do. But I think it's so rewarding. What would you say, because you're coming towards the end of your placement uh, at Develop Bedford, what do you maybe say you've maybe learned about yourself or maybe about the people that you work with or the learners that you work with during that placement? I think I've learned about myself. I should probably have a bit more self-belief. I've been working on that with my practice educator, who's someone who guides me throughout this placement um, process. I quite often doubt myself. And sometimes there's not really a need to. So I've been working on that and having confidence in myself as a professional which I think I've come some way with. I've also learned that I am essentially a grandma, as the learners like to, I hope, affectionately call me babushka, which is Russian for grandma. I also just get called grandma. So why do they call you that? Uh, well, 
I took a learner to A&E once after he'd injured his hand. And, you know, I thought, while we're, you know, waiting and it's really boring, let's do a crossword. I had crosswords on my phone and I had Sudoku. And he um, he thought that his words were tragic. <laughs> so uh, from then I sort of got the name, you know, Grandma. But, but I, that's funny. I, that's okay. <laughs> I guess from that as well, I've learned that the learners are more cool than I am. Not as cool as these young people. It's difficult to keep up the corners, yes. Okay. <laughs> so almost finishing your second year, yeah. what more do you have to do to officially be called a social worker? Okay, so I have to then complete a third year, which involves uh, lots of assignments, and then I'll also be on placement as well. So I'll have to do a placement portfolio, um, and that will either pass or fail. And then once I've done that, I can register with HCPC, but then I would still need to do a year of training in the actual profession. So I'll go out into a social work role, a proper, you know, social work job, but it will be considered a year of training rather than just, you know, going out and doing first year of social work. While you're doing this course, well, as these work placements, what else are you having to do to, to achieve this qualification? So, yeah, I've got, I mean, I've got all the assignments. I had to, before I could even join a social work course, I had to show that I had some experience in the field. So I had to um, talk about my voluntary work, which was mandatory to join. So I did a voluntary, I think I did about five months in a residential unit for adults with mental health issues so that they're unable to live by themselves. So I did that. That was really interesting. I really enjoyed it. And then it was a very extensive interview. <laughs> which was difficult but luckily I passed and yeah it's it's more just about the assignments keeping up with the portfolio you have to attend supervisions right so there's a lot of, also a lot of written essay work yes to do. there is right. yeah. yeah which <laughs> I, I I actually quite like writing essays they're stressful I can't start an essay for the life of me but once I manage to do that it kind of flows and I actually enjoy doing it it gives me a focus what would you say to someone who's maybe listened to this and thinking, yeah, I've always wanted to be a social worker. What advice or tips or what would you maybe say say to them about that? I think in terms of assignments, definitely plan ahead. You know, know what you, you want to say and make sure you stick to that point and be concise. Um, but I'd also say, you know, go for it because it is, it is amazing. I've enjoyed myself so much. I've learned so much about the people that come to this centre, I've also learned so much about myself. And it is, like I said, it's so rewarding. Be on top of your theory. I'd say know your theory, remember your theory, because even if you, whilst you're learning about it, you know, in class, you, you might not see the relevance. It does, you, you use it all the time. Oh, what is that theory? Uh, could you let us into the secrets of the theory? Oh, there are so many. So uh, there, there are... Maybe two or three kind of... Okay, so tips. there are loads of different theories that sort of underpin how we work directly with with service users is what they're called so strengths-based approach is one I use a lot here which is about recognizing and, and empowering like learners to recognize that they do have strengths and there are some things that are going really really well in their lives right now and when things are not going well it's just about okay but so that's not going well now but this has gone well and this has gone well so let's get back to that if that makes sense so it's you know it's highlighting that actually there are things that you're doing well and it it's not all about the issues that you're facing and then we have um, solution-focused, which is more about looking at how to find a solution to the issue. So you look at the issue, you, 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 a lot of people with solution-focused ask, um, so how are you feeling today? 
on a scale of one to ten and for example if someone gave a four they'd say okay what can we do to make you a five and it would be about looking at ways that you can improve how somebody's feeling or their situation but that's been critiqued um to sometimes not focus on the person themselves but rather the issue and highlight the issue which can sometimes have an adverse effect on the situation but yeah i, I mean I, I see its benefits definitely Right, so the theories that you'd be learning, you can actually see that they, they, they're actual practical, they're actual real useful, really useful. Yeah, yeah they are, definitely. Um, a lot of them actually, most of them aren't actually written by social workers. It's their techniques used more in therapy. But social workers, I think, can gain a lot from, from taking those skills and the knowledge and applying it to their practice. I mean, I, I've, I feel as though I've built some really effective relationships here a lot of the learners have disclosed things to me and opened up to me, which has been, you know, really good in terms of we've got that rapport. And I've implemented some of these theories, which which seem to have worked. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's something to think about. So let's imagine that you, you achieve a goal, you get for that final year, you do become a social worker. What kind of field would you like to be working in? What kind of maybe age group or area in society you'd like to use your... Uh... Ideally, I would like to work in a mental health setting probably with adults I think that's you know I did voluntary experience and I I enjoyed it so much that it's just made me want to learn more and want to go into that field when I qualify but I am I'm open-minded I wouldn't mind working with young people again I've really enjoyed it I've enjoyed it more than I thought I would initially so we'll just see well on that note Lydia thank you for that best wishes for the rest of your course I hope it goes well I'm sure it will do thank you very and, much and thank you for your time today Lydia I know you've got to get back to writing lots of essays yeah. and um, uh, it's, it's really kind of you give you a valuable time to, to speak to me and to share your experiences of working towards being a social worker no thank you for having me thank you Lydia thanks been listening to beds blab an experiment in amateur podcasting in bedfordshire thank you for listening and please join me for the next episode until then goodbye the music featured is called love chances by makai beats from the free music archive website full details can be found in this podcast show notes